Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. your Bibles with you this morning, um, I'd like you to turn to the book of Acts. This morning I want to talk to you, I want to bring you some revelation that God's been bringing me about the person of the Holy Spirit. And um, we're going to start with the book of Acts this morning and I'm going to bring some teaching and a lot of scripture this morning um, and then finish with some um, application for us all as we move forward out out of the church today and into our community and into our workplace and um, it's just so lovely to see you all here today you're all so welcome and for those of you who are online as well for those of you who don't know me online my name is Robin I'm the pastor here and um, it's my privilege to serve God in this capacity in this church and beyond and um, let's get into it Acts chapter 1 Verses 4 to 8. And I got a new Bible this week. Look at that. A new preaching Bible. Do you know sometimes we can be so used to our Bibles that we've underlined it and dated it and ruled bits and emphasised bits that we fail to see the bits that we haven't looked at. So sometimes it's really good to get a new Bible so that you can have fresh eyes and God can reveal to you without your preconceived ideas just what you're looking at. So that's me this week. Okay. Right. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptised with water, but you shall be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Say power. Power. Mm. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me, to me, that's Jesus, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can come together. We can worship you. We can sit at your feet and learn from you. And today, Father God, I pray that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. Lord, to portray to your people, Lord, the things that you want them to know. Not my words, but your words, Lord. Father, I pray that as I bring this teaching this morning, Lord God, there would be those aha moments for each one of us that we would leave this place with something that we can run with for the week that's ahead, for the day that is, and Lord God, for what's about to unfold in each of our lives, no matter what we're facing. We thank you, Lord God. But Thank you, Lord God, for your presence here by your Spirit now. We thank you, Holy Spirit that you're touching every heart right now. I pray, Father God, for a breaking down of strongholds and mindsets that we would receive only from you today, Lord. And we pray this 
And we thank you in the precious and the most wondrous name, that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So who is the Holy Spirit? Or sometimes he's called the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I can't possibly cover all the aspects of God, the Holy Spirit, in a 30-minute sermon today. But some of the things that I want to show you today are things that God has really revealed to me. And, and it's not just theory and it's not just theology. It's the reality of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity that we worship, three in one, the triune God. And so as I unfold some things today, I just pray that you, you're just going to just be able to take hold of something that I say and run with it. You know, we need to continually have revelation about the Holy Spirit because he is the comforter. He is the one who's been left with us. To speak about him is really daunting for me. And yet by his spirit, he gives me the words to speak the things that I need to speak today. So I want to paint a background and I want to paint a picture for you so that you can view it from the perspective that you're at at this point in time because we're all at different places in our walk with God. And as I do that, I'm just going to pray that God's going to give you an impartation, that he's going to speak right into your very hearts and souls and fill your spirit afresh today with the things he wants you to know. The person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, the Trinity, First thing we know about him is he has no body, no physical body. And that might sound like a really obvious thing to say. But he's not a physical entity and he's not a force. He's a person. He is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit introduces us to the Son. The Holy Spirit plays an essential, a major, a pivotal role in the conversion of everyone who comes to faith in Jesus He's the one who draws us to the Father. He's the one who speaks into our hearts, into our souls. He's the one who whispers into our ears the things that we need to hear. He's the one who is able to direct our paths. In Matthew 1.18, the birth of Jesus, Mary was found with child by the Holy Spirit. He formed Jesus in Mary's womb. So in the incarnation, it was God the Father, by the Spirit, who carnated the Son in the womb of Mary. And if that doesn't blow your mind, nothing ever will. That is amazing, isn't it? So what do we know about the Holy Spirit? What is he like? What is his personality? We know he can be grieved. We know we can shut him down. We know that we can grieve him by ignoring him, by turning our backs on him. Ephesians 4, 30 to 32 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then it goes on in verse 31 and says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. 
You see, he, de- he seeks a deeper relationship with us. It's not enough just to pray and read your Bible. It's, it's when we come into a place of unity in God, when we come into a place of relationship with God, it's saying, Holy Spirit, lead me today. Guide me today. Father God, I commit this day into your hands. Holy Spirit, speak into my heart and show me the things that I need to know. Holy Spirit is a spirit of prophecy as well. And as such, he reveals the future. He will show us the things that we need to know. And it's not like a a, a prophetic thing which was spoken so many years ago by that person by the name of Nostradamus. But the Holy Spirit will speak the truth of the prophetic word of God into our hearts and marry us, marry us up with the times we're living in And the word of God, what the word of God is saying about the times we're living in so that we can know the times we're living in. We can know the seasons that we're living in and we can prepare. We can prepare in our hearts and in our spirits. He is the spirit of prophecy. He reveals the future. Luke chapter 2 verse 26 and Acts chapter 21 verse 11. I'm not going to read every scripture today because I'd keep you here till about 3 o'clock this afternoon. But if you want these scriptures afterwards, see me and I'll give them to you. He, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of truth. He is our comforter. He is another one like Jesus and he is our teacher. And he He speaks such truth to us that sometimes blows our minds as well. He speaks such truth to us that we can't always comprehend. But he speaks it in a way that you'll hear that voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And we can't see the future. We know where we've been and we know the perspective of where we are right now. But when he speaks that word to us, when he speaks that word regarding where we're going and the truth, we need to know, sometimes our natural mind can't understand exactly what it is that he's saying but that's where our faith kicks in and that's where we need to hold fast to that word of life that he's speaking to us so that no matter what our circumstances look like when he speaks that word of truth we can lay hold of it we can build on it we can be firm in it we can be unshakable not moving with every doctrine that comes not everything that would not everything that's spoken is truth But the spirit of truth is the spirit of prophecy and it's the Holy Spirit. He is the one who will speak that life and truth into our hearts as we listen to him. But it's tuning our ears to the sound of his voice. You see, only God knows all of our circumstances. Only God knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. Because our times are in his hands. And he comforts us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is the one when you feel at wit's end, when you feel like you can't go on another day, when you feel like, when is this day going to finish? When you feel like, how am I going to get through this? He is the one who speaks into your heart and comforts you. He comforts us with his presence. And as he does that, you feel that enveloping love of God the Father through the Holy Spirit. And he strengthens us for the day and the moment. Amazing. We're never alone. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. John 14, 16 to 17. And this is Jesus. He said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. It's a comforter. 
And in the Greek, it's the parakletos, which is the helper, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So it's the promise of Jesus that as he leaves, as he knows that he's going to face his crucifixion, he's about to go to the cross. He's about to die. He's about to fulfill the very purpose that he came for, and that was to die for us. And he gives a promise, I'm going to leave you, not as orphans. I'm going to leave you a comforter, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the one who's going to be with you, your helper. What an incredible thing that is. What an incredible thing that is. So he lives in the heart of every born-again believer today. And his desire, the Holy Spirit's desire, is always to point us to the Father and to always glorify the things of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is never going to point us away from the Father. Holy Spirit will never speak things that are against the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never speak things that are in opposition to the heart, the Father heart of God. Because he's the spirit of truth. So Holy Spirit was sent by Christ from the Father. John 15, 26 and 16, 7. Holy Spirit brings edification. That means it makes holy the church. When you feel the presence of God, you feel the light of God. And in the worship this morning, we could feel the presence of God. That's the edification that God wants to bring to the church. Because he starts with every single one of us. We are the church. We are the church. Every born-again believer is part of the church. We're the living stones. We're being transformed, conformed to the image of Jesus by the power of his spirit. He always points to Christ. Always. He always points to the love of God. He always speaks that love and hope of God into our hearts and into our souls. He always brings that sanctification and he testifies of Christ in all things. He brings that glory to Christ in all things. He searches all things. He searches our hearts. And sometimes, you know, you might wake up in the morning, you might be feeling a little bit unsettled and things are not right. You feel that click in your spirit and it's like, what is it, Lord? What is it, Lord? Show me. And the Holy Spirit, as you still your soul before him, will begin to speak into your heart. And he'll start to show you the things that you need to be dealing with, the things that you need to do, sometimes the things that you need to be not doing, the things that you need to be letting go of, the things that you need to be picking up so that we can walk in obedience to him. He searches all things and he dwells with us. Creation is ascribed to him. In Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Can you imagine what that was like? Can you imagine the earth without form and void and God's Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters, over that void, and then God spoke. And the water separated from the land and the earth separated from the sky and creation began that incredible, incredible process by the word of God. But it began with the spirit of God hovering. I just wonder how much 
hovering he's doing in our lives. I feel him hovering most of the time. And it's wonderful. Not always comfortable, (laughs) but he's wonderful. Psalm 104 verse 30 says, You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. So the renewal is down to the Spirit of God. So there's divine attributes given to the the Holy Spirit. The omnipresence always with us. Psalm 139 verse 7, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? The knowing all things, omniscience. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11, I think there's a slide. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is within him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Amazing. So if we know God, we love God, and God's Spirit is within us, he'll reveal to us the things of God that we need to know. And what about his omnipotence, his all power? Luke one thirty five. the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Romans 8.11, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That same spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives within us. What an amazing thing, that spirit of God within us. That we need not fear, we need not be in doubt, we need not be discouraged because the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives bodily within us. And I just spat all over the pulpit then. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) What a revelation. His Spirit within us, raising us up above our mundane, above our physical, above our limitations, his spirit within us, that he will speak that word. And as we receive that word by his spirit, he empowers us to do the things he wants us to do, the things that only we can do in him, because without him, we can do nothing. We can do lots but nothing of an eternal consequence and only those things that are sustainable are the things that God gives us to do and God empowers us to do. And that's building kingdom. That's building for eternity. That's building life into our lives and into the lives of our generations and to the lives of our community, our family, our friends, our workplace. We take the Spirit of God with us wherever we go. He is with us. That should encourage us. That should make us feel empowered. And we'll get to the power of the Holy Spirit shortly, but the essence of it is that you are never alone. And when you have that Spirit of God, He's going to lead you in triumph. He does give us victory. It's not always the way we expect it to look. It's not always the circumstances that we think that maybe even we deserve. But always, if we submit ourselves to God, If we submit to God and allow him to build those things in us, we will get the God result at the end of the day. And that end of day might be the day we go home to be with Jesus. It might be next week. It 
for everyone it looks different. But if we submit ourselves to him, if we allow him, Father God, to be the potter and we're the clay and he's moulding us and shaping us and making us and conforming us to his image and transforming us by the renewing of his, our minds with his word, then the result is going to be in his hands as we work, we partner with God to do the things he's calling us to do. Amazing. He also brings a gift of miracles. It's the Holy Spirit who brings healing and miracles. And is healing for today? You bet. Does God still do miracles today? Absolutely. Does he always do them the way we want him to? Absolutely not. (laughs) Because he's God. He's sovereign and he's over everything. But he is a miracle-working God and by his spirit he brings healing. We've seen healings. We've seen people baptised in the Holy Spirit. We've seen people delivered from evil spirits. We have seen the greatest work of all of the Holy Spirit is the miracle of salvation. I firmly believe that. Always, always salvation, the work of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 to 11, to another faith, these are the gifts. To another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit, one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then we come to the power. Wait on the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat each upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then the one we know so well, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You see, God desires to pour out his Spirit on all flesh today, today more than ever. The things that we see happening in our worlds and we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives to give us victory. Give us victory in our circumstances over our minds, over our weariness, over our disappointment, our discouragement. And as he gives us the victory, he pours his spirit out upon us. He enables us to do the things he's calling us to do. Who would have thought that we would be planting a church not even a year after our pastor died? Who would have thought? God. God knew. God knew that. And he knew. And every one of us have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You see, some of these things, we don't need to go down that path of rational thought. We just need to receive by faith and allow God to test it in us and allow him to speak those things into our lives. Because it's about building the kingdom. It's about eternity and it's about every one of us taking our rightful place 
holding the stick or the stone that God's placed in our hands, what we think are natural gifts and it's no big deal. If God's placed a gift in your life and it might look like a stone to you and it might look like a stick, but it's a, a in the hand of God as he breathes upon you by the power of his spirit, it is the capacity to overcome, have victory and breakthrough into a new realm in this day that we're living in, in the age that we're living in, because this kingdom is going to advance. The kingdom of God is suffering violence, but the violent take it by force. And we, as God's children, we, as the servants of God, are anointed and appointed and authorised in this time and in this place to take back what has been stolen from us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a good God. And we don't need to overthink some of these things. We need to go in faith, knowing that we're called. Those he calls, he equips. Amen. Be bold. Be courageous. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from you. Take hold of the word of God that he's spoken into your life. And rise up, rise up, women and men and children of God in the time that we're living in to fulfill the purpose that you've been born for. Don't worry about what's been behind. And don't think about the future. It's today where we get to make those choices of what God is going to do in us and through us. It's a challenge, isn't it? But God, by his spirit, empowers us. You see, God wants to pour his spirit out on all flesh, as in the day of Pentecost. How much more today than when that occurred so many years ago? Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And, you know, I'm not preaching next Sunday, I don't think. I think Doug's preaching. And, you know, I was preparing and I thought, do you know what? Who says it has to be Pentecost Sunday next Sunday? I think Pentecost Sunday is every Sunday because if we allow the power of the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and in our church and we allow him to be Lord of our lives and our church, every Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Amen? To see a manifestation of his spirit and power, him at work, my heart cries for that. You see, without the Spirit of God, we don't have the power to walk in victory. We're like plugs in a wall that are not switched on. And that power of God is the dunamis power, the dynamite power. Not just a gentle surge, but sometimes it's like a blast that absolutely blows everything to smithereens just so that we can get to the essence of what he wants to do. Sometimes that blast of power clears away all the debris and leaves the very heart of what God wants to do in us and through us. And sometimes that blast, the blast in the hand of the enemy is devastation. But when God's power comes, that power of the Holy Spirit is restorative, it's redemptive, it's creative, it's empowering, and it's all God. I want to see that. I want that in my life. I want to see that in our church, in our community, in our families. I want to see 
His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But it also talked about tarrying in Jerusalem, waiting in Jerusalem. And don't move, don't leave the city. Stay and wait until you're imbued with power from on high. Waiting on the word of the Lord. So waiting on his timing. Because he's never early, but he's also never late. Waiting on that timing. Waiting for the word of truth that he's going to speak. Waiting for that word that's going to break through in your life and your situation. Waiting for that word that's going to reinstill that hope that you need to have to move forward. Waiting for that word from him. And it's waiting in the stillness of his presence. Sometimes we are so busy, we don't have time to be still in God's presence. And it's the very thing we need to do. Just lay everything down and be still in his presence. And wait. And listen. And then do what he gives you to do. First Corinthians 2.11 says, For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? And we talked about this before. Then verse 13 it says, These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What a statement. What a statement. We have the mind of Christ. We can know God's will when we're in his word, when we're in prayer, when we're going about our business and we hear that still small voice behind us saying, this is the way, now this, now that. We can have the mind of Christ for our situation, but the key is it's a partnership We've got to make way for him in our lives. We've got to make room in our lives for more of the Holy Spirit to speak to us and show us the things that we need to do. We've been given so much by God. Great and precious promises. And they're conditional. The Holy Spirit will help us to pray. Sometimes, have you ever been in a place where you are so exhausted and you feel so rough, you don't even know how to pray? Yep. The Holy Spirit will help you. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I've been at a place where 
I've had no words and sometimes, I'm sure you can all relate to it as well, sometimes just being still in God, sometimes sobbing. (laughs) Sometimes I've just said, God, you know. And then you start to rock. And God comforts you. Have you ever seen people rocking when they pray? I've been under the old city in Jerusalem at the Western Wall, right down, right under the ramparts of the old city, the Western Wall tunnels. And I've seen women down there with their heads covered, with their arms crossed across their chest, and just with their hand on the wall when they take their hand off their chest and just rocking, just rocking. And these women don't know Yeshua. They don't know Jesus as saviour yet but they know they're God. But I like to think that that rocking is the motion of the Holy Spirit who sometimes rocks us in our time of need and comforts us when no words will do it. His presence with us, Holy Spirit, the comforter. What a beautiful, beautiful image that is. So when you're feeling bad, Just rest in him and allow those loving arms to enfold you under the shadow of the Almighty, under his wings. Take your rest. That presence of God brings us healing. How are we going for time? I've got no clock. Twelve past. I've got three minutes and I've got three pages to go. One word by the Father that comes into our hearts, uttered by the Holy Spirit, can set us free, can give us our purpose, can give us our direction, can give us the healing we need, can comfort us. The Holy Spirit wants to do that in our hearts today. You see, if we are going to be used by God to the degree that he wants to use us, we first need to know without any shadow of doubt that we're called and we are. That we're healed because God is doing that work in our hearts. That we're anointed because we have the Spirit of God living within us. That we're appointed to the kingdom for such a time as this. And that you are one of a kind. There is no one that can replace you. You are beautifully, uniquely, wonderfully made for a purpose that only you can do. When you were knit In your mother's womb, God set you apart for the purpose that you are living in now and that you're about to unfold now. Amen. It's to make a difference in our world. You see, you're children of God. And by that we can cry out to Father, Abba, Father. And he hears us. And the purpose, to be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. You see, our Jerusalem is our community here. Our Jerusalem is our local area here. And our Judea is our state, our nation. And Samaria outside our nation the uttermost parts well it's actually from the south of the globe 
the uttermost parts are looking back to Jerusalem where it all began and where it's all going to end as well. And it's to bring Christ into every situation that we walk into. It's to bring his hope and his life. And it's to be led by his spirit, not by the flesh. Word says, judge not that ye not be judged. Let's look at people with eyes of faith and let's hear what the Spirit of God says in our hearts when we look at people. Let's see with compassion people's lives. When we're looking at people, listen to God. When we're listening to people, look to God. The Spirit of God will show you how to pray. The Spirit of God will show you what to do, what not to do. The Spirit of God will give you the power to do it today. And We haven't even looked at the baptism of the Holy Spirit and so many other things, but I just really sense today that this is what I need to say. And I'm going to close shortly. But just let me encourage you today that whatever's happening in your life, ask the Holy Spirit to shine his light through the word of God into your situation to give you clarity, to help you to understand the season that you're in, the time that you're in, and what God wants you to do in this time. It may be a time of waiting for you. It may be a time of sowing for you. It may be a time of reaping for you. It may be a time of winter where you're just sitting, shivering. The season's going to change. And the Holy Spirit will show you how to progress through that season. And he'll empower you to do whatever you need to do in this time, in this place. was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days it will come to pass that I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Well, I must be an old man because I dream dreams. (laughs) On my manservants and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit. In those days, and they shall prophesy, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. To call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Confession is made. What you say is important. Unto salvation. Hmm. It's time, people. It's time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that we can freely preach your word in this house. From Genesis through to Revelation, we thank you that your word is truth, your word is life, your word is 
a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. And we thank you, Lord, that in the days that we're living in you, Lord God, bring it to our hearts and our minds and quicken it to us by the power of your spirit as we read it, Lord God. Your spirit quickens those things to us, the things that we need to know, the things that we need to be walking in. You bring us the truth that we need. You bring us the comfort we need. You bring us the direction and the purpose we need. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that your presence with us gives us all we need to fulfill your purpose in us for today. I pray, Lord God, in this house and for those that are online, if you don't know Jesus and he is the reason that we do what we do, that salvation would come to all in this earth. We speak Jesus over every life and every situation. But if you don't know Jesus today, I pray you pray, pray this prayer after me right now. Lord Jesus... I thank you that you died for me, that your blood was shed for me, that you made a way for me to know you. I ask you to be my Lord. I ask you to be my Saviour. I ask you to come into my life and take control of my life. I ask you to fill me with your Spirit. And I ask you, Lord, just to be all that you want to be to me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give my life to you now. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, please get in touch with us. Get in touch online or phone us. We would love to help you with your walk and resource you. But for those of us today who are sitting here and online, who are struggling with things, walking through things that are causing them distress, causing them discouragement, causing them to feel less than you say they are, Father God. I thank you, Lord, by the power of your spirit that you touch every life now, that you fill every heart now with a fresh anointing, a fresh infilling of your spirit, that as we say, Lord Jesus, come by your spirit, you would be to us the truth, the comfort, the peace, the director, mm, the helper, our paraclete, the one that will give us all we need to fulfill what you've called us to do. I thank you today, Lord God, that when Jesus ascended to heaven, he did not leave us without a comforter. You sent your spirit that we would not be orphans. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we thank you. Touch every heart now. Minister to every soul, every need. And I just sense in this place this morning there are those that are thinking, yeah, but what about? As you take those thoughts to Jesus, just lay them at the foot of the cross right now. Take the busyness. Take the distractions. Lay them down. Say, Lord, I give it to you. You direct my path. You help me. You show me. You empower me with all I need to do, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 